This episode is brought to you by First Year Married. Check out First Year Married and get a $25 discount on your membership and a chance to get one-on-one coaching with certified marriage coach Kayla Levin at firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. That's firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. Jewish Latin Princess episode 97, Yaeli Vogel, visual artist. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at JewishLatinPrincess.com, your host, Yael. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess. I'm your host, Yael Trush. Welcome to the show. You know, I love art, right? I think I must have been an artist in a past life. It's definitely an untapped potential of mine. My father was an artist. He later on moved on to photography. And it was something uh, definitely encouraged at home. Although I do have to say to an extent, because much like Yaeli, my guest today, I also received many messages about art not being the financially responsible thing to do. Yet Yaeli, Yaeli Vogel, my guest today, in a short three to four years has transitioned into art as her life's work and business. How did that transition occur? Pay close attention to the challenges, the support system, and more, because we can learn a lot of lessons from Yaeli's story, regardless of what you do. How did Yaeli get Ivanka Trump to acquire one of her paintings? Creativity and discipline, how do they go together and why? Here's the beautiful conversation with Yaeli Vogel. Ellie Vogel, welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. Hi, thank you for having me. It's so exciting to have you on the phone, an artist. Um, we connected first, I think, via Instagram, right? Yep, we connected via our name. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> I know. Don't you love that name? Hello, don't you love that name? <laughs> I, I really, yeah. I really I'm do too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you, yeah, Ellie, I want to I wanna brag a little bit about you. You're a young artist. You're a mother. You're a wife. You live in New York. You're kind of taking the Jewish world by storm with your art. And as I understand it, this, this only started to occur a couple of years ago. I think you weren't really painting. Um, so it's kind of like an, er- we're, we're at the early stages, but you're really taking us all by, you know, like, like really it's a whirlwind. So I, I, I want to go back a little bit and start off the interview with that point because this is not your this wasn't your career path initially it's not how you spend your time whereas now this is not a hobby this is your full-time business I see you this is what you do so I think that's a great place to start take us there how did that transition happen although I have a feeling it wasn't a transition it was more like overnight um so take us to those moments so okay yeah Al, it was completely not overnight it was a very much a transition mm-hmm. um there was no conscious decision in my mind like okay today i'm going to be an artist i i had my degree in special ed and as noble as a position that it is it wasn't for me um i was not happy i felt extremely unfulfilled very empty i felt like there was just a void constantly inside um, and there was a certain amount of anxiety that I carried around. Like I just wasn't settled. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, I always painted. I always identified as an artist inside, oh. but I wasn't doing it like as a career because I just didn't think it was like I just didn't think it was feasible and financially um, like responsible. So I never even let myself like just think about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember even as a girl, like a 19 year old girl going to spot and stopping the artists in spot and being like, how do you live? Like, just explain to me for real. And they were like, you just need a muna, whatever. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's not going to work for me. Like, I don't live in spot. I'm not as like, I can't. Do it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, but I then asked when I already had two babies, um, I painted, I painted some stuff from my house, you know, mm-hmm. really pretty. I, I painted this like flower, like a four painting flower thing. And my husband went to shul to Mariv and he came back home and it was done. And he's like, you're insane. And I'm like, what? Like, why? Like, this is so, this is what I do, whatever. But I was still doing special ed. And, and so where we hung it up. Then came Sukkah's time, and I decided I was going to make a Shiva Taminim for my Sukkah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got to it. It took me about, it took about a week, a week and a half. It was like, a, each night I did another, another one of the Shiva Taminim. All, um, all this while getting ready for Sukkah's. <laughs> Mind you, there's 10 days yeah, between Yom Kippur and Sukkah's. <laughs> yeah, and I was going, I was overcoming some like personal triumph. Like I had something going on inside, mm-hmm. so it was very relaxing for me to paint. It was almost, it was like very therapeutic and it, right. and it, it was, it was, it was just like a really great way to, you know, detox. Um, and then, and then we hung it up in the sukkah. It was, it was just, it was a really nice time. And my family and friends came over and everyone was like wowed by those pieces. They were like, Oh my gosh, like these are magnificent. And my, and then, and then another, another cousin came over and she looked at me and I was like, you have to sell these. Hmm. And I was like, I totally poo-pooed her. Eh, whatever. Like, who's going to buy them? How am I going to sell them? Whatever. And then I, the, the thought kept creeping back into my mind. The whole yantif, I was like, mm, maybe I should. Um, I, I was, I don't know. I was naive or completely stupid to believe her. Um, well, you definitely weren't. After, <laughs> Look at you now. <laughs> <laughs> after Sukkot my sister actually painted a painting um, and I saw it on her table and I'm like, Oh my gosh, the the idea just hit me at that time. Facebook and Instagram was not, was not like a popular thing. It was in 2013, 2014. I think it was 2014. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at her, I'm like, you have to post these. You have to post this. And she's like, are you crazy? Like, no. So I went home and I took out my suck of paintings. I'm like, I'm posting these. Mm -hmm. And so I posted them on Instagram and Facebook and I guess like, you know, as they say, the rest is history. I just, I love the the feedback. I love the attention. I love the fact that I can get this instant, instant <laughs> feedback as to if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is such a fun game. Let's do it again. And that's it. Like <laughs> from then on, like I learned, I went in the beginning, I wasn't so serious about Instagram. I did it here and there. And then like about a year later, I really committed myself and I said, yeah, if you're going to do this, do this all the way. Um, learn Instagram, figure this out. And so I would just sit on my couch, really. And I, I just taught myself everything. Every single follower is real. Um, I, I posted every single day. I made a commitment to paint and post daily. And that's what I did. So let's backtrack a minute to now you're committed to learn the ropes on how to market your art. But, yeah. but there was you mentioned the word financial responsible you also kind of alluded to the fact that you saw the resistant 
it's funny how we do this. You saw at first you didn't feel like, what? Who's going to buy this? Right. But when you saw your sister being her resistance and kind of putting herself out there with it, it kind of opened your eyes to kind of push you to do it to, you know, even though initially you didn't want to do that, that was kind of your own reaction. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely could be. That's true. Right. That kind of pushed you. But 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 at what point do you say, okay, you know what, this even if it sounds like it's not the financially responsible thing to do, it is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to okay, actually so dedicate my like, I'm going to take this so, as not as a hobby, but as something that I'm going to do for work. So I can't give myself credit as to, to, to being that, that clear and focused. That mm-hmm. was not how it went about. What happened was when I was doing special ed, this was my last year in special ed. It was, I think, 2015. And I looked at my husband and I said, at that point, I didn't think I wanted to be an artist. I didn't think I wanted to do special ed. I thought I didn't want to work. I thought that was the thing. I thought I wanted to stay at home. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just take care of my babies. And I looked at my husband and I said, mark my words, next year, I'm not going back. I'm done. And he's like, okay, if that's what you want to do, great. And as they say, you know, be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Because um, by the end of that year, they told me that the next, I was... I was getting ready for September to come. And, you know, you don't say no to, to, to money or business or jobs or whatever. So I was, like, dragging my feet along, going to back to start special ed again. And then they called me literally right before the meeting of the beginning of the year. And they're like, sorry, we don't have any cases for you. Hmm. And I was like, of course you don't have cases for me. I, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> I wasn't performing my job. So I... I called my husband. I was already on the way. Like I was driving to the meeting. I called my husband crying. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't believe this. I'm, I have, they have no cases for me, whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Don't worry. Like, what a great come guy. Home, we'll figure this out. And, and then I came home um, and I said, okay, so I guess I'm going to really be a stay at home mom. I did it for like a little bit. It was cute. I realized that's totally not the problem. I did not want to be a stay at home mom. I was not. <laughs> I realized that I just wasn't happy with what I was doing and that I wasn't lazy. People, a lot of people think they're lazy when they don't like, when they're not, when they're doing their job. But they're not lazy. No one's lazy. Everyone's here to do something. They just didn't find what they're passionate about. Yes. And once I found that I was good at, that I wanted to paint, not only did I want to paint, I wanted to do a business. I wanted to market. I wanted to sell. Like, that gives me a lot of passion. And when I figured that out, I was on fire. Like, the, there was no stopping. There was just, I, I woke up, I jumped out of bed. Like, they have no problem. So this is only back maybe close to three years ago, right? That you really... Yeah, yeah. So the end of 2015, starting 2016 was like my big Instagram marketing year. That was like when I really pushed myself out and people really started to get to know me. And let me just backtrack. No one knew me. Like no one knew me. I, <laughs> I, I My parents are not famous people. I had, we, had, we didn't have a lot of like, reach, like a lot of contacts. Like me, me and my husband both. Like we're not... We came literally we popped out of the ground. Like we both are hustlers and we both are um, go-getters and we just, we just make like whatever one, one contact at a time. And that's real. 2016 was really my big year that like I got the world to say, hi, I'm here. But I love that he supported you wholeheartedly in this whole transition, which is not, Oh my God. It's not an easy leap to, 
make no especially because the craft is also expensive like it you know like if you just keep it as a hobby it is an expensive hobby so in the beginning oh for sure yeah oh totally in the beginning and so in the end of 2015 2016 when i was done with special ed okay so there's no more income bye bye zero my husband also was starting out fresh like coming like starting on his own so Mm -hmm. we were very i became extremely scrappy um, very resourceful. I had no idea that I was so resourceful. I didn't know that that was part of like my my talents. Like, mm-hmm. when, but when you come to like the bottom line and you're in the ground and you got to go up, you really have to work with what you have. So I went to the grocery like once every two weeks. I would say I promise you, I made everything from everything like leftovers. I would make pans, my silver foil pans, out of silver foil if I didn't have pans. <laughs> I was like so creative and and we were great i mean my kids were very little they were three and two so i really had a lot of leeway with that i would send them you know snacks like homemade snacks um whatever i never shopped i never i did i just had whatever we were like on freeze mode Mm -hmm. and that gave me a lot i bought painting supplies before food always um and that gave me a lot of leeway to to build filled up and also my because I was painting I didn't have a lot of overhead because whatever I made I sold I didn't have to do I didn't have to buy it there was no inventory really right but paint, paints are expensive so I really 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 was very scrappy and resourceful with that um and my husband is amazing <laughs> I could not do anything without him he completely supports me supported me from day one um it's not easy for a man to do it's not easy for somebody who who would was relying on a, se- a second income to do um, but really, like, I, I couldn't, I would not be talking to you right now if he wasn't with me, for sure. Amazing. So where does the, where does the artistic gene come from? Because you mentioned your sister also. Is this something? My mother. Really? My mother, and then, yeah, my, my mother's side, and then my great aunt in Israel is also a big artist. I mean, she's, a, she's in the Haredi community. She's not well known, but she's very talented. Hmm. You know, it just reminded me that recently I was in Israel back in ja- the end of January, beginning of February, and I had the merit to go visit the great master artist uh, Baruch Nachshon in Kriyat Arba. And uh, to his, we went to his home and his studio. And I asked him, well, I asked his son who manages the business side of, of his work. I said to him, like, take me through his day and through the process of creating these works. Does he, does he paint every day? Does the work get done at certain times when the inspiration strikes? And he said to me, definitely every day, he said, yeah, El, this is what he does. This is his work. He wakes up, he goes to mikvah, he davens, eats, and he sits to work here in this studio, exactly on this chair, and and every single day. And that's when it hit me that this is a discipline. This is work. This is not... Exactly. Right? Do you feel it's like the same for you? Exactly. Exactly. My best days are when I'm painting. I used to paint every single day because mm-hmm. like you said, like I wanted to be I wanted to be excellent. I wasn't going to settle for mediocre and I wanted to know everything that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I pushed myself daily, every day. And if you want to be great at something, you have to do it every single day. You can't just do it part time. If you're not going to it's not going to work. We only have so many days on this earth. So I was like I happen to be an intense person naturally. So to me it, <laughs> it comes with a name. Like, okay. It comes with a name. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, I, I could totally so, relate. <laughs> so I, I painted I, every single day. I really like that's how I went up so fast because I, I, 
you know, practice makes perfect. In the beginning, I wasn't great. I really wasn't good. I It got me annoyed even when people would tell me, like, criticize me because I wasn't confident with my skills. Hmm. So I really, like, pushed myself, practice, practice, practice. Now, I'm, I don't, you know, when, when, when people critique, I'm fine with it because I know what I'm, I know I'm good. I know my work. I know my value. Um, now I paint, let's say, about three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. And then the other days, I'm really m- focusing on marketing and I'm focusing on my products that I'm working on to get them out because I also find that now um, products is a great an additional revenue line. Right. So I work on that as well. Um, and yeah, but I mean, my best days are my painting days. I am in my zone. Like that's, that's really, really what I want to do. So did you also take, um, as you were trying to build up to your skills to a level of excellency, did you also take like supplementary courses? Did you learn with other people or just really just learn it all on your own? So, so I, I took, when I started in the end of 2015, I took one course by a, by a local artist. Um, it was a three month course. I think I lasted about a month and a half. Um, I, I wanted to see what I wanted to just know what I didn't know. Like I wanted to see what was out there. Um, but when I was doing the course, I was not focusing cause there's so many other people there. And I was just, I wasn't when I'm, when I'm in artist mode and painting mode, I'm by myself. I become mm. like a real artist. I need to be alone. I need to focus. And when there were other people there, I ended up talking and I wasn't, I wasn't in my zone. So the best way that I personally learned was, the whole 2015, the entire year, I was on YouTube. I was teaching myself everything. I Googled, I YouTube watercolor art. I Googled acrylic. I Googled palette knife, I, whatever. And I, I just got every single thing. I got my hands so dirty with everything. I was pregnant with my third child at the time. And I remember like getting physically nauseous from the videos because I watched so many of them. Hmm. <laughs> um, but that's how I learned. I just, I, I really self-taught my whole the whole thing okay so i'm really curious and i want you to share with listeners the ivanka trump painting story because it's a really good one so let's hear it (laughs) okay first of all first of all ivanka trump's jewish name is yeah yes i know i gotta get her on this show (laughs) (laughs) right i just i always felt this like connection i just love her i i can't even tell you hello i i I wrote a whole blog post about her and I, but yes, I digress. <laughs> so, so you get it. So I really liked her. And then I saw, I saw her by, I saw the picture of her by the hotel and it just, I love the hotel. I love her. The whole composition of the photo was so magnificent. It just took me like, I was like, I put it in my saved images and I said, okay, like I'm going to paint this. I painted it not to give it to her. I painted it because I wanted to paint it. I just mm-hmm. loved the whole photo. And then once I painted it, I'm like, shoot, what am I going to do with this? Like, what? <laughs> it's kind of weird to put it in your living room. <laughs> Who's going to buy her? So then I was like, okay, let me send it to her and let me just be crazy and I'll send her. So I'm like, okay, how do I get her address? So I called my stepfather, who's who's Satmar Hasidish, and he's very involved in the community. Like, they just they just know. They're hooked up, these people. So I asked him, I said, Give me her, send me her address. So he contacted his friend, who contacted another friend who does business with, her, with them from jewelry and in the, in the city. Before I knew it, I had her address in my phone. So I, I, I packaged up the, the painting. I'm sending it to my local USPS, and I'm mortified. Like <laughs> I, I, I put the package on the table side backwards. I didn't want them to see the address. <laughs> They're going to think I'm crazy. I'm sending this to Ivanka Trump. Like, okay, go for it, girl. And then um, 
I kept tracking the package, tracking it, tracking it, tracking it every single day for like three weeks, nothing, no movement. And At then, this point, Ivanka's uh, already in Washington or she's in Manhattan? She's in Washington. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and then nothing. And then there was no movement to the pack. No, like I didn't see where it was. And then it said like, sor- like, sorry, this is unavailable to see or whatever. And then Uh-oh. I got so scared. I'm like, shoot, what did I do? Like I, I could have just sent it to like a hole, like to nowhere. Um, whatever I left it, I, I think I even like forgot about it for like a day or two, but like I said, I'm intense. So I kept, I kept trying to like figure it out. Um, and then I get a phone call from, from, from this random number. I didn't pick up because I don't like to pick up random numbers. And he leaves me a voice note saying that he is the, um, appraiser that hi is yet, um, Mr. Yael. I am the appraiser for the president of the of the United States of America. <laughs> and at that moment, I didn't even listen to the rest of the voice note. I put the voice note back. I wanted to hear it again. I'm like, what? Who, who is, this, is, this? is this a prank call? <laughs> I, I turned to my husband. I'm like, hello. The, the, like, the, the White House is calling me. me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I called him back. And I'm like, he's like, wow, I never got a response so quickly. I'm like, hi, you know, whatever. He's like, we just want to know the value for the painting. So I, the value at that time was $4,500. That, that was the price for all the paintings. Of The, the size was 30 by 40. Mm-hmm. So that was, I gave him the price. And um, that's it. I didn't really hear back from him. I emailed him a few times within the next two months. And I said, what's going on? He said, um, I heard that Ivanka got the painting and she loves it. I said, okay, great. <laughs> and then that was in this November, December. By January... My husband comes home with a letter and it said like Trump on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know what that is. We opened it up and it was a check. It oh was my a check for $4,500 signed by Ivanka Trump. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There was no letter. I think she's busy, but I'm happy with what I got. Wow. And Ivanka has yeah. a painting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what a story. Do one of President Trump. But I can only do it if it's natural and if I want to. I can't just do it, you know? What a great story. Yeah, Ellie, there's something that you and I might take for granted because it's kind of obvious to us. And that is the theme of your art. Um, it, what seems to inspire it, inspire it is Judaism. It's Jewish life. It's your art is obviously Jewishly themed. It's unapologetically Jewish. Um, but like I said, it might be obvious to you and I because it's kind of the center of our lives. It's how we live. But to many of my listeners, it it might be intriguing that someone could actually live and breathe Judaism to such an extent that that's what they paint about. Like it just, that's, that's what they gravitate towards. So can you address this a little bit? Why Judaism? Why Judaism? Because, um, it's, it's my life. I really, I try many times to paint just, you know, different images and I do love it. I love painting sunsets. I love painting water. Um, but I really want to elevate my work. I know that art is elevated just because it's art and it's intrinsically uplifted and elevated, and I understand that. But when it, when I like to paint what I like to paint and what my what my what my audience wants to see me paint, so I I, I like I go into like this Venn diagram almost where it's like the middle. That's like our our spot where mm-hmm. it has to work for me and it has to work for them. Um, and even though I love painting florals, I love, I love, and I love painting water, 
it's my audience isn't appreciating that as much. So I go into that spot where 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 it's something that we both can enjoy, mm-hmm. and they enjoy they enjoy um, buying that. They enjoy having it on their wall. They enjoy getting inspired by by Jewish work daily, and I really enjoy painting it. I find that it inspires me. Mm-hmm. So that's really like what I focus on. Yeah, beautiful. And it, it's really it's really something special. I mean, everybody should go to your website and and check the work out because or your Instagram yeah, page. Yeah, I just also feel like it 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 connects so many different people. You know, art is so powerful like that, and it's so it's also it can be so. Um, so connecting you know it's like people from all walks of life i mean i have i have collectors that live in like um r- random places you know they're not from new york and they're they they feel so connected to my work and then i have people from borough park really that are buying my work so hmm. i find that so amazing you know like it's just because i am i'm a jewish woman and i am painting things that that you know are inspiring to me and they connect so many different Jews all over around the world like I think that's amazing yeah super powerful yeah did you grow up in in Borough Park I grew up I'm Israeli I was born in Israel yes I moved to America my parents are Israeli I moved to America when I was two years old Mm -hmm. we moved to Borough Park Um, we spoke Hebrew at home and then slowly slowly like transitioned to English Um, and then when I was 12 years old my family moved to Farakway. So mm-hmm. that's basically where mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we talked about your husband's support. Um, however, um, what about the rest of your immediate family and your close friends? I mean, how has that met the oh, whole, yeah, so at least turning God, to an artist? Thank God for husbands. <laughs> thank God for them. <laughs> because, um, yeah, the rest of the family wasn't as supportive. I mean, to them, they mean well. Of course they, they do, 100%. They're and just it's scared. Because they mean well, that many times they're not supportive. They just find they want the best for you. And a lot of times, people think, you know, risk is so risky. Just lay low and don't go for it. Don't do it. It's too. You, you know, what are you thinking? It's yeah. so not going to work out. And so, um, my especially my mother, she would call me every day and tell me like, you're you fell off the deep end. Like you you need Aww. to go back to work. And I was like, I'm not. But her her husband was very supportive of me as well. Mm-hmm. And my brother was supportive, and they really like told my mother to just chill and calm down. My my stepfather, he's an entrepreneur, he's a visionary, and he saw everything before I could see it. And he supported me. He said, "Don't worry, Ellie, you're going to do this. Just go for it." How beautiful! Um, he he really yeah he really helped me. He helped me because he was calming her down. She really called me every day, <laughs> and it, <laughs> it gets to you, you know, because you're trying to be strong and you have this vision and you have no idea what's coming you have no clue you know yeah. you know how it is i mean as i know like you just you just have to bank on that dream and i t- i kept like having to be extra strong because i was trying to push off all her words they they were they were talking in my head like maybe she's right you know maybe i shouldn't do this like especially when they're going that tough so um yeah i mean people people really thought i was nuts i mean my uncle also at one time i asked him like i said like would you want a painting for your house He's like, oh yeah, one day, you know, yeah. He was, he was like, he thought I was like joking, Aww. and now, and now he came back. Now he's coming back to me. Now he really wants one. He's like, everyone knows you, whatever. Like they didn't, they didn't realize 
how serious I was. I mean, I didn't realize how serious I was. Back in graduate school, when I went to business school, well, actually before business school, I used to have a little side hustle where I would sell, I would promote and sell art. Um, I had a bunch of Latin American artist friends who I represented. You know, I probably should pick up a paintbrush and paint one of these days because I'm really very, very creative. But <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. The The funny part is that when I was applying to graduate school, I really what I wanted to do is to be in the art world. And I went to graduate school in New York City. I went to NYU for my MBA. And, and I also did cross studies with the Art Administration School of NYU, because my idea was to be on the business side of art. And actually, because I love numbers so much also, and I I'm, I'm, came from a finance background, I didn't want to work in investment banking. I knew I didn't want to do that. But I wanted to go into private client services and be in a very specific niche, which is to manage um, clients' private art collection. So similar to, I guess, The Man Who Called You. Are you about to get married or in the beginning stages of your marriage? Do you wish you could recreate that first year of your marriage? Have a do-over? Well, listen up, ladies. I want to tell you about First Year Married, a six-week online course with certified marriage coach Kayla Levin. In it, you'll learn to master your mindset, create a marriage incubator, overcome your past, a powerful approach to intimacy, deal with the differences between you and your husband with a whole lot of humor, and avoid lingering resentment, all in six weeks with worksheets and prompts to implement those tools weekly and see results right away. Plus, you'll get support from Kayla and the private First Year Married Facebook community throughout the course. And if this wasn't enough, you will get lifetime access as well as a money-back guarantee. Invest in the most important relationship in your life, your marriage. Go to firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP to get $25 off the purchase price. And if you're one of the first 10 women to enroll, receive a one-on-one coaching session with Kayla. Go to firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. Do some JLP fill in the blanks, shall we? Sure. All right. I'm Yaeli Vogel, and I feel most spiritual when when I daven. Really? Okay. Talk to me. I want to be. I want to be a daviner. <laughs> it's so I hard for me. I daven. I try to daven every day. When I daven, I for sure feel like the most in touch and synced up with spirituality. When I don't daven, I totally feel a void. Um, yeah, you should try it. <laughs> Amazing. No, yeah, I what I know, you know what I need to do? I need to try it consistently. <laughs> if there's a yeah. lesson from your work is do it consistently and you will get there, no, right? <laughs> day, because I'm self-employed, I find that we have to be extremely disciplined. Oh, and yes. so I start my day off the same way every day and it trickles down to a, you know, to a great day. If I don't dive in or if I don't do that first thing in the morning, I'm flustered. Like yes. everything just like doesn't work out the way it's supposed to. Yes. No, that that for me is for like a small part of davening. But I really <laughs> wish that you I should just know just as a side note, yeah. completely not part of the interview. I was reading this book about names 
um, and it said the name Yael. Yeah. It said that if they if they daven, they will have a great life. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 sold. I'm sold. You know what? I'm so happy you told me this because I've always felt like you know how like there's this one mitzvah that is the one that is super challenging, but it's that dafka. It's the one that you need to be doing. Okay. I've always known that it's davening. So now you really, really got me thinking. Yes. My favorite mitzvah or one that I connect with the most is? Hmm, I do love giving tzedakah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that's one of my next questions. When I give tzedakah, I like to give to? When I give tzedakah, I like to give to um, people in my community that I know that are literally getting it and using it. I don't like to give to big organizations. I don't know where the money goes. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said for just that, knowing those people who really need it and that you knowing that you're really helping them out. Especially mm-hmm. if one has been in challenging financial situations, it's just like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so I, I actually like have a family member who, who deals with tzedakah, mm-hmm. and so I give him, and he, he, he gives me like a rundown of exactly who it went to and what it went to, so it's a good feeling. Beautiful. My fondest, sweetest Jewish memory is? I guess like Yantif with my family. I don't really know which one, but they're all, they all end up being very fond and sweet. Are you are you still um do you guys live close to each other still? Yeah, we all live close. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um something I wish I had learned about Judaism growing up is um something I wish I learned about Judaism growing up is that it's not black and white and that it's there's a lot a lot of beauty in the in the spiritual aspect of Judaism. Yeah. Did you grow up in a Hasidic home, Yaeli? No, I grew up in a completely Litzvish home, but I went to Beis Yaakov of Bar Park, and I uh-huh. went to all Beis Yaakov schools, where the focus is very external. And if I wish that I would have been able to tap into that internal, like I only got to, to do that when I was in seminary, basically, mm-hmm. you know? Did you go to like Israel? I wasn't into the... I went to Darkly Bina for two years. I wasn't into, like, the text. I'm not such a... Um, textual person so and 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 i'm very i'm a very practical person so if it didn't if i didn't see the point at that moment also in english studies like if i didn't get the point of learning the certain kind of math like i didn't understand why i was focusing my time on it Mm -hmm. so i just wish that in 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 hebrew studies they would have taught us more like how to be an amazing wife in in with in the jewish way or how to like you know certain practical things that would have benefited my life more than learning about i don't know random navi you know <laughs> i am i'm actually perusing your website i see you have a beautiful painting of the lubavitcher rebbe it's actually very very stunning <laughs> thank you finally um yeah ellie vogel and today i'm most grateful for today i'm most grateful for that's a hard one you know because i i really count my blessings i do it daily i think that it's a great way to live a happy life and I can't tell you what I'm most grateful for because there are too many things Baruch Hashem Yeah, Eli Vogel thank you for this wonderful interview I really am so happy that we got to connect and that I'm privy to seeing your beautiful work everybody you should check it out on Instagram at Yeah, Eli Vogel yes Yeah, Eli Vogel or YaeliVogel.com I yeah. love it I love it Yeah, Eli thank you so much much atzlacha on your journey
Thanks, Yaeli Vogel, for stopping by. You can find her at yaelivogel.com or on Instagram at yaelivogel. All of this and more back at jewishlatinprincess.com, where be sure to subscribe to my weekly newsletter, as well as drop me an email with a question for a future Ask Yael episode. If you haven't caught the first one of those, head over to episode 95. We have one coming up. Uh, it's in the works. A lot of good questions in the mailbag. Also, if you're in Houston, please come join me May 16 at the Shul of Bel Air, where I will be the MC for a women's event, dessert and discussion, personal stories of love, joy, and strength with three lovely Houston women, Mrs. Sandra Finkelman, Ali Katz, and Amy Lerman, followed by breakout learning sessions where we will discover the secret that our soul wants us to know. Not to be missed, ladies. May 16 in Houston. Get your seats right now at ChabadHouston.com forward slash ladies. Hope to see you there. Please do come and say hi. As of late, you can find me on Instagram and direct message me there with questions as well or suggestions for a uniquely talented Jewish woman whom you'd like me to feature on the show. And with that, I wish you all a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit jewishlatinprincess.com.